1: we got a super weird ending to the Lakers and Kings game. John Morant leads the Memphis Grizzlies to six straight wins. And is Fred Van Vliet an all-star? It's the Wednesday episode of Locked on NBA. Let's go. You are Locked on NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA, the daily podcast covering everything you want to know about the association. And on Wednesdays, I'm your co-host, Jake Madison, at NOLA, Jake on Twitter, and the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast.
0: And I'm John Corrales, at John underscore Corrales on Twitter, and I host Locked On Celtics.
1: Today's episode of Locked on NBA is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want or need and can even help you negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. And thank you for making Locked on NBA your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all platforms, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, five days a week, no paywall or anything like that. Getting you caught up on everything around the league. And if you didn't stay up late, Uh you missed just a, <laughs> a, a, a hilariously bad. Yep. Is that the best way to describe it, John? Game between the game. like Kings and Lakers. That was just if you're gonna have a late game that almost goes to overtime and ends in like a free throw battle. At least just have some wild stuff in there that makes no no sense at all and makes us laugh.
0: It was one of the dumber endings to a game I've seen in quite some time. One one of the all time stupid finishes. To a game that we shouldn't even be leading off the podcast with.
1: because No, it's not at all.
0: Lakers-Kings, but it was so dumb that it just elevated the entire ending. My guess, it, guess- it, if it,
1: if you didn't see it, right? Like there were a couple of things. You had the Kings down by about four. They are t- trying to play the foul game, but wait seven seconds before fouling, sending the Lakers to the line. There's twenty six point two seconds, whatever number it was. After that, they inbound the ball, but De'Aaron Fox doesn't touch the ball, and the in sh- the, and no, the clock the doesn't start.
0: It's on the free throw rebound. That, okay, that's, there we go. That's the free
1: throw point. rebound. Yes, and the clock doesn't st- or it starts early, right?
0: He doesn't touch the he doesn't touch the ball, so the ball misses and it it lands on the ground, and so it hasn't been touched. So it's still a dead ball until it's touched, but the clock starts. And De'Aaron Fox points out that the clock has started. The ref blows the whistle, and then they confer for a fair amount of time. Too much time. Uh, You want to take it from there?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so the next thing I heard was was Alvin Gentry swearing, just straight up swearing on the broadcast, not being blocked out or bleeped out or anything. So you can tell kind of something's funky. So what the refs ended up calling was Darren Fox didn't have possession of the ball. So it is now a jump ball because he didn't have possession, even though there were no Lakers. On that side of the court, it seemed like, right? Like, no one else could have even gotten the ball other than De'Aaron Fox, but because he tried to point out the shot clock or the game clock was running when it shouldn't have been and didn't touch the ball or game position of the ball, technically, when the refs blew it dead, no one had possession of the ball, so it goes to a jump ball. Look, it's technically the rule. I get it, but it's a very dumb interpretation of the rule because – like common sense right but i love it because alvin gentry's throwing his clipboard off to the side saying this is the worst call he's ever seen in the league god bless you alvin gentry and adding humor oh, to the league so the kings kept saying I, I heard something over the mic's being like this crap's rigged and, and stuff like that like they were going in on on the refs on this one Be- It had no impact on the end of the game, ultimately, and the Lakers winning this one, and LeBron James going off in the fourth quarter. But De'Aaron Fox trying to save a second when the Kings wasted seven on the possession before not fouling is so Kings and so funny to me the way this one finished.
0: So De'Aaron Fox lays it in with 31 and a half seconds. LA calls the timeout and inbounds the ball, and it takes them till 24.8 to commit the foul. And I, if, if you're, if you're taking that long to commit the foul, then what the hell are you doing waiting for that ball to come down? Just grab it and go. There's no benefit to that. I get, maybe you want to just take a look and have a sense, but all you're doing is letting LA get back and set their defense up. Anyway, you're De'Aaron Fox, get the ball and beat half the team down the floor, even though they've got a head start. Just go. Go. Um, it it was, it was a dumb decision. As I was saying, before we started this, there are three elements to the end of this game, LeBron going off. Right. And we will get to that. The, the, the Kings being completely unaware of how to actually finish this game and play the foul game because, okay, maybe you you say, well, we don't want to foul. We want to, we want to go for the steal, but go for the steal. One guy goes for the steal, The other guy's there to foul. If it's not there. You gotta you gotta do it quickly. You have you don't have the, the luxury because you're down five. It's not one shot. You've still got to stop them. So that that's dumb in and of itself. And then the referees, look, I get it. I I've seen the people talking about how when there's no possession and the whistle blows, it's a jump ball. But no, you you absolutely, as an official, you have to look at this. And how I know the officials knew that they were wrong and that they, 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 they screwed something up, Gentry went berserk. Players went berserk, and there wasn't a single technical foul out there because the <laughs> ref like, look, we, we understand this is all very dumb. Just guys, we're just going to sit here and just take all of the yelling because we don't know what the fuck we're going to do and, and, and all of that. So I just feel like the entire ending was stupid, and it did overshadow LeBron going nuts. He like this is but this is what LeBron does, right? He first 3 quarters of a game nowadays, he's like he's not going to drive. And in the 4th quarter if it's close, then he's going to start driving. He's saving himself. And, and and that's why he's able to do it in the 4th quarter.
1: Look, and he closed it out for them. 14 points in the 4th for LeBron, really kind of just leading them and they they needed all of that because this game was kind of back and forth and close for for the majority of it. Yeah, it was just like a weird Ending in like that's one of those things where like common sense needs to prevail like the kings get penalized. On something that wasn't their fault, right? Like, yeah, it was a bad decision by Deere and Fox, as you said. But, like, they didn't cause the clock to run. This was in Los Angeles. This is the Lakers operator and someone else doing all of this, right? Like, nothing to do with the Kings screwing all of that up. And they're the ones that, in a sense, get get punished for it. But, yeah, LeBron was great. Russell Westbrook, by the way, in this one, no turnovers from him on the night. Not a good shooting night. But that's a, that's a pretty solid step forward for him. Well,
0: sure, Sure, um, you know the <laughs> the first shot that Russell Westbrook took was uh, a bank shot that missed the entire square off the backboard completely, and like almost took two heads off on the other side of the rebound. <laughs> but but sure, yeah, we're you know if we're looking for for progress, that that's some of it. Um, look, the, I think the the big story for the Lakers, aside from LeBron and and yes, Westbrook kind of playing in more control, they got a great game from Taylor Horton Tucker who uh, had been struggling since he came back. He finally hit a three-pointer. They got a great game from Malik Monk. And, you know, they're they're banking on guys like this to kind of carry the old guys. And, and if there's any sort of real true positive to me in this game, it's that those two guys had big games. And then t- Taylor Horton Tucker starting to, you know, show that coming back, getting back into a groove. That that's going to be what helps the Lakers the most. You get those guys um, contributing, and that's going to take a lot of pressure off the guys that have been forced to, to to play bigger roles. And they're too old to do that in you know December and January.
1: No, and they're just trying to tread water as much as they can until Anthony Davis can come back and hopefully give them a boost and hopefully see his you know his game elevated a little bit because he's had it. Yeah. Like yeah. they just need to tread water as much as they can, basically. Which look, they're doing. LeBron will help you do that, right? Like, if you if you need that to at least stay five hundred, you know that's that's a pretty good head start on on all of that. So, more on the Lakers over the Locked On Lakers podcast coming up next. John Morant is on a tear. The yeah. Grizzlies have won six straight. We will talk about it coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On NBA. Today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials were new without your consent? It's a business scam that's out to get you. So don't lose money like that and let greedy corporations pocket it. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. And on average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. Truebill has over 2 million users and helps save them over $100 million, like Matthew B., who says, quote, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 for the year on my SiriusXM bill, saved $840 a year on car insurance, end quote. That is a lot of money, so don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash NBA. But right now, Truebill.com slash NBA can save you thousands a year. Truebill Alright, thank you for making Locked on NBA your first listen every single day. We're free, available five days a week talking about the biggest stories around the league from the night before. And for your next listen, if you simply just need a quick recap on all of the action the night before, the Locked on Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. The box score is not going to give you the context and everything you need to know. If you're trying to catch up on the league and you think you're just going to look at the score, you're going to miss out on big things like what the refs did and all of the craziness at the end of the Lakers game. The Locked on now podcast is the way to go it's available on apple podcast spotify or watch it on the locked on nba youtube channel all right we had more games in the association last night including the memphis grizzlies beating the cleveland cavaliers 110 106 ja morant clutch and scoring 26 points in this one six in the final 30 seconds including Mm. the go-ahead basket and a defensive steal Man, they're a six-game winning streak, and he is on an absolute tear right now.
0: Ja Morant is unreal. Some of the shots that he hits are I – can't, I can't even explain it. Other than to say – I saw somebody tweet it out, so this is not mine, but he's the best shooter in the league on the way down because he, he, he must fire about four or five shots at the rim a split second before he lands. And it's wild that he's able to do it, but he's able to just jump so high and out, like just wait out the other guys to fall or do something. And then he just lofts it up, and he did it at the end of the game, spinning, flying down the lane. It's it's just wild to watch what he can do uh, attacking. Uh, I'm I'm at a loss of words.
1: He is so much fun to watch. He is like – You know, if you have League Pass, you need to be watching these Memphis Grizzlies as much as possible. They're that much fun. He is that good and that much of a star in the league. And what, like, he he should be an All Star. I don't know if he's a starter necessarily in the West, but like, he's he's in the conversation, man. Right? Like, it's not that he's not a starter. If you were to come to me and be like, "I'm voting for him. He's going to be the starter for me on the Western team," I'd be like, "Yeah, sure. I've no I've no problem with that. Overall, that's how good he's been."
0: No, he's, he's been great. And and we're, we're, we're like this close from the, oh, I think John Morant's going to be that, that fifth place MVP vote, the way they're going with, with the Memphis Grizzlies. I think that he's, he's starting to kind of raise his stock a little bit more each game. now they went on a big run when he was hurt. And so they the counter argument yeah. will be that, well, they're look, Memphis is just good. And they've got a lot of good players, and Desmond Bain is a revelation, and you know they've got a lot of a lot of positive things going on there in Memphis, which is great for Memphis. That's awesome. But as Ja comes in and, and he carries them and he and he makes these plays, I can see him sliding into like that conversation. I'm not saying I'm trying to start that conversation, but. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <I> think- <laughs> you're not going to be like MVP candidate John Morant right now, <laughs>
0: but I I'm telling you, I'm telling you that within the next couple of couple of weeks, they're going to be these early MVP talks, the halfway point we're at almost at the halfway point, And you're going to start getting those MVP conversations with all of the normal candidates like Steph, you know, and, and all the other guys, you know, Durant and all of them. And then there's going to be that, you know, one name we should be considering for the ballot is John Morant. Like that that's gonna be where he slides in. And I, I, I'm telling you those conversations. They're 25
1: and 14. Like, that's – the record is seriously impressive. We're going to talk about Fred Van Vliet in the next segment where the record's maybe holding him back a little bit. It's it's working in the favor of John Morant when you can play, have clutch plays like that, right? And also do it on the defensive side of the ball. That's a really important aspect to this too, I think, right? It's not just the shot-making at times. He's doing other things. I don't know, man. That's a big deal. Like, he was great in this one. And it's not like the Cavaliers, even without Ricky Rubio, right? And Rondo's not playing for them just yet, are an easy out. You have Darius Garland, who put up 27 points in this one. Jared Allen with 22. And then Kevin Love is in a bit of a groove right now, 18 Mm -hmm. off the bench. It's against a good team that he managed to do this against. They've done it against good teams this year.
0: Absolutely. Evan Mobley made some insane, insane defensive plays. Like, they have got that. Dude over there with Mobley. Like that is that is a guy that you're gonna you're gonna bank on, uh you build your team around in Cleveland. I, I watched this game and I tweeted it out like down the stretch. I was like, man, the league is in good hands. All of these guys who are really, really young in their early 20s, even younger, on the floor with these two teams. I'm like, wow, man, this this league is in. Great hands. Uh, Garland had some great plays, a steal, and he you know a bounce pass uh, for a, a layup or dunk from the seat of his pants. Uh, it was it was it was great. Uh, the Grizzlies on the back to back started slow, finished strong. But as we as we do every uh, every week, Jake, we always like to play real or fake. Real or fake? <laughs> uh, real or fake, Jake? You of the New Orleans Pelicans. John Morant is actually the best player from that draft.
1: Um, I I know who else. I
0: know who else. That kind of gives you that
1: answer, right? Like the pause there is is probably not a good thing for Zion's candidacy in this. You know, if you asked me this question a year ago, I would I would have probably laughed you off of here, and I would have needed like a minute to to regroup, and we'd have a (laughs) jump cut in here or some capacity. It's a conversation now. Like as much as I don't want to say that, not that I have like an invested interest in this when it comes to New Orleans and Zion and all that, it's a conversation and it probably shouldn't be a conversation when you saw how well Zion played last year, right? The historic numbers that he was putting up, the incredible efficiency at the rim, all of that. It shouldn't be a conversation. John Morant can be an excellent player, but he wasn't doing historic things that Zion was doing. But the availability man, the clutch plays of John Morant, the helping the team win, which Zion wasn't really able to do last season by himself. It says something. So I think it's a conversation. I'm curious and I'll check the comments today on YouTube. So if you're, if you're watching the show here, let us know in the YouTube comments down below, like who would you rather have going forward? You know, Ja or, or Zion who's the best player from that draft? Or is it maybe still incomplete, but like, yeah, it, it's a discussion. I I can't say real or fake either way, but I'm not saying like fake right off of the bat, which Says and something, right?
0: That's, and that's the entire point. You can't say real because I don't think it's real that he's the best player because it is too early. It's the 2019 draft, and we only we're only in the 21-22 season, so we legitimately we can't say that's real. But we also cannot say that it's fake, which is
1: no, the
0: on on Zion and and just more of his health and the way that whole situation yeah. has been handled. But you know, look, man, on top of that. This is this is going to be one hell of a draft. When you look at the guys that you know up and down, it's like, wow, man! This this draft is is pretty loaded. There are going to be some real significant contributors all the way up and down. You know, even into the second round. So, um, but Ja has the opportunity. You're right. Ja has the opportunity right now. He you have you have to give it to him just because he's played. But yeah, more games. Zion is still obviously the 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 higher ceiling bigger potential guy whenever he does play right
1: It's uh, it's I might have a podcast for you all to listen to if you want to know more about that situation and and everything. It's called Locked On Pelicans. Speaking of the Pels, by the way, they played and lost to the Phoenix Phoenix Suns, (laughs) 123-110, and and didn't do much of anything offensively or defensively. 40% from the Pels from the field, just 30% from three, while it was 54% for the Phoenix Suns and 55% from three. You're going to lose games with B.I. struggling in his return from injury, 5 of 18, just 16 points. So I was at this game and I'm talking to a friend of mine and we're just marveling that Bismack Biombo, like a COVID injury guy, right, is impacting the game and goes a perfect six of six from the field for 16 points. Chris Paul is freaking good, man. At like any age, 15 assists for him on the night. When you make Bismack Biombo, who's basically signed off the street, right? Who's also made a bit of a career off of like good point guards, making him look better. He got a big contract in Toronto, (laughs) basically due to like (laughs) Kyle Lowry. Uh, It's just unbelievable to see that what Chris Paul does at this age and with this Phoenix Suns team.
0: I mean, you're right. That's what else can you say to that? Like Biombo comes in and and gives them 16 points like right off the scrap heap comes in and gives them 16.6 rebounds but he also dished out three assists himself uh, like block shot like this is exactly what the the suns needed and you know they've been dealing with their their own injuries but look man you're right chris paul it's all about chris paul you know book was was awesome in this game as well so um really to me i mean it just boils down to uh, the The Phoenix Suns are uh, significantly better than the New Orleans Pelicans right now
1: it's kind of my takeaway too. Not much more we need to say about those. If you don't defend the corner three and the Phoenix Suns like hit, hit an incredible amount of them because New Orleans just decided they want to cover guys in the corner. You're going to have Cam uh, Cam Johnson go five of seven from three Bridges goes five of nine because of things like that. Like yeah, you're going to lose the game. It's really kind of as simple as that. Not a whole lot else we need to say. Chris Paul, really good. There you go. That's the deep analysis we bring you here at Locked On NBA. We're paid professionals people. All right, coming up, two more games. And is Fred Van Vliet going to be an all-star this year? Let's talk about it in today's episode of Locked On NBA. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, you've got to include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Bilt Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolution because these things taste so good, you're gonna be looking forward and want to eat them. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill, I've had some that are like metallic and it was terrible. You're gonna wanna eat these. I eat one of these every single day for lunch, pretty much, and I look forward to it. So when you've got that kind of sugar craving or you wanna break whatever diet you might be on, go for a Bilt Bar because you know what? It's gonna be fine for you. 130 calories, four grams sugar, four grams net carbs, and 17 grams of protein compare that to a candy bar whatever else it might be these things are going to win every single time so you've got to keep a couple of built bars for you whenever those cravings strike whether it's before or after a workout breakfast lunch whatever you want these things can be eaten any single time and they are so good you're going to want to do it so go to built.com use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order again that is promo code LOCK15 over at built.com they get special limited time flavors too you got to go check it out and use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off over at built.com Today's episode of Locked On NBA is also brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. We've got the college football national title game. We've almost got the pro football playoffs and NBA action basically every single night. So BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. I have fun with all the player props. I acknowledge I'm a big NBA guy. If you want to take advantage of that? Try and make some money. So whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online, where the
2: game starts.
1: All right, thank you for making Locked On NBA your first listen every single day. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast and available on YouTube as well. We're here five days a week, breaking down every single thing you want to know about the association, recapping all of the games from the night before and the next one up. We've got the Toronto Raptors, 129 over the San Antonio Spurs, 104. John, this one is all, all about Fred Van Vliet. Another 30 points for him, 33 points. This is his third straight over 30 and four out of his last five. He
0: is on fire, baby. This guy, as soon as he steps onto the uh, over half court, he's, he's in his range now. Seven of 14 from three. The Spurs were nine of 35 from three. He almost matched <laughs> the Spurs himself. The Spurs are not a good three-point shooting. So that's at halftime of the game, uh, they had each made the same amount of shots and Toronto had only taken two, two more shots, and the Raptors were up by like, what was it, like 14 or 16, and it was all because of the three-pointers. It was all because Fred Van Vliet was, was just burying these. And, and the question now, as we continue our real or fake, is Fred Van Vliet having an all-star season? Because the Raptors are struggling. And there are some good candidates at guard, but he's having a hell of a season.
1: Now, look, he's been so good for them this year. Like, again, the points in like the scoring kind of really speaks for itself. And it's as I said in the last segment, right? Like the one thing that's probably holding him back is the Raptors record, I think. Right. They've struggled this year. They've been dealing with COVID and other injuries. But look, they're on a three game winning streak now. You know, they're starting to round into form. They're getting some guys off of the COVID list and being healthy. And you're seeing kind of the starting lineup that they want to have in the rotation that they want to have that's going to help them, right? Like if they can go on a little bit of run in the next week or two, I think that's going to, they're going to look at Fred Van Vliet and be like, Oh, that's the guy that's kind of sparked the resurgence in the Toronto Raptors that kind of adds that narrative around what you sometimes need to become an all-star as well. So yeah, like I think it's very real that he could be on the all-star team and that he probably should be on the all-star team this year.
0: There are so many candidates and it's so hard to figure out, first of all, where you slot some of these guys because of the positional thing or, Um, what coaches are going to value as far as bringing guys on, Yeah, you know, he's in the mix. I I guess, I guess it just, the East is, is pretty, pretty guard heavy. There's all, there are a lot of guys who deserve it. You know, we know the big candidates, but, um, you know, Trey young, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine are all going to be in there and maybe Mm -hmm. a couple of these guys may be starting, um, James Harden will will make it. You know these these guys coming in as reserves. What what are what are the coaches going to value? Do, how, do the Celtics, who are similarly struggling, get one guy or two guys or or no guys? Does you know Bradley Beal? Do the Washington Wizards get a guy? Does Lamelo Ball come in from from Charlotte? The decision on those could impact Fred Van Vliet. I'm going to say it's real. I think that, frankly, after what. And I'm not. I don't normally vote narrative-wise, right? I, I I generally hate mm-hmm. the the narrative, but more so for the end. It of helps season. you. <laughs> but you know what? For for some of these guys that are are in the in the mix, they're young, and I feel like you guys will get plenty of opportunity. The Raptors, after last year's COVID and the way they got smacked around down in Tampa, I I, I didn't I didn't like that. They they're now sitting there. I was watching this game, and I'm like. This is like last year. There's there's nobody in the stands again. It's all quiet. You got you got to give Toronto. You got to give Toronto something here. And and Van Vliet has been. He deserves it. He's good enough. Like he's got the numbers. He's got the all. He's got all of the stuff on the court that you need. So if you're looking for a tiebreaker, man, throw Toronto a bone. Give this team yeah. something to, to you know celebrate. After the last two COVID seasons. I So I'm I'm in. I'm putting Van Vliet in. That's real for me.
1: No, I'm with you. I think it's real. On the flip side of this one for the San Antonio Spurs, they really struggled shooting in this one. Like, not a great performance. Jakob Pertl with 19 points. You had Josh Primo, who struggled shooting, but made his threes, got to the line, finished with 15 off the bench. Yeah, man. This one was just Fred Van Vliet being really, really good and maybe Toronto rounding into form a little bit. And then final game we got to cover tonight was the New York Knicks over the Indiana Pacers 104-94. You finally get Julius Randle back, and he goes off 30 points from him. R.J. Barrett, 32 as well. R.J. Barrett carried him in the first half, right? Yeah. He scored 24 points. This game was tied at halftime, and then you had Julius Randle decide to score 14 points in the third that really just broke this game wide open. Exactly what the Knicks like needed, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. And look, they, they, had, they had trouble, and I, I don't want to go down a hole like maybe you should have beaten the Pacers a little bit more handily. No Brogdon, no Duarte, no Isaiah Jackson, Jeremy Land, Karis LeVert, Goga TJ <laughs> Warren, Kellen Martin. That's the entire list of Indiana Pacers in health and safety. Um, you got Kiefer, S- Kiefer Skies, who I don't know. or Kie- No, Kiefer Sykes, sorry. Kiefer Sykes, who I-, I don't really know much about Kiefer Sykes, but he dropped 27 for... The,
1: <laughs> You've seen the, a lot of things like that right now. You know,
0: like there's a lot of guys who are like, oh, oh, well, that's new, and they're having like great game. So that that's what the Knicks were up against. The Knicks needed something to to go their way right now. They've been scuffling. The Pacers are are, are a mess. And okay, so you needed you needed uh, some big performances to to make that happen. Okay, great, good for RJ Barrett, good for Julius Randall, good for Alec Burks uh starting at point guard not good for evan fournier who was awful and we've brought up fournier Fournier up before with the knicks um he's been so up and down at first it seemed like it was a good signing and then there were some now it's that 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 could come back to haunt them a, a little bit but hey for now knicks get the win that they need move
1: Look, it's good when your star players carry you like that, right? It's nice to see Julius Randle, after sitting out, come in and just dominate the game like he should, right? Really kind of scoring at all three levels, too, in the mid-range, at the rim, and from three. That's what you want to see out of him. 16 boards from him as well, four assists. He was really, really good in this game. Stepped up after RJ Barrett carried him for the first half, like, as you said, like, take care of business do what you need to do when you have other guys really not stepping up like Mitchell Robinson and some of the other ones so good win for the Knicks you just need to get that sometimes and it's really as simple as that so that's going to do it for the Wednesday episode of Locked on NBA thank you all very much for listening now for your second listen go check out Locked on Bets your daily one-stop shop for all your game needs Locked on Bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling it's free and available on all platforms As always, I'm your co-host Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter and the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast.
0: And I'm John Corrales at John underscore Corrales on Twitter. And I host the Locked On Celtics podcast.
1: Thank you all for listening. We'll be back with you all next week. Hey, Prime members,
2: you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music.